Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajab, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us who just shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now, Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of you. 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. If you missed our conversation yesterday on the big hard fact, I recommend that you find our podcast. All right. Do a simple search. Uh, search for um, hard facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. Right. So search for that and uh, go ahead and listen. We talked about whales yesterday and I really loved our conversation about whales yesterday. Uh, uh, my guest, Nikki Arabonlo, loved it as well. So I'm just confirming for you that she's going to be back next week, Tuesday, to answer all your questions. Next week, I'm not even going to prepare for that show. I'm not going to be asking any of my own questions. I'm just going to be asking your own questions. So you can tweet at me with your questions. My DMs are open on Twitter. So just send me a DM of your own question at Nigeria Info FM or send it via Facebook. Um, Sandra Ezekwesili is my Facebook. My Twitter is S Ezekwesili. My Instagram is SSAquasili. You have questions about whales, send them there. And uh, I'm going to be sure to ask her those questions when she's here next week, Tuesday. You can also uh, let me know uh, if you prefer to send it via email. My email is uh, sandra at nigeriainfo.fm. Sandra at nigeriainfo.fm. You can send it there as well if that's what you prefer. Now, during the conversation yesterday, eh? <clears throat> I said that our big hard fact was that 100% of people will die. And one of you smart Alex called into the show and you said this to me. On a point of correction, Sandra. Yes. All of us will not die, you. Those who are raptured at the second coming of Christ will uh. never taste death. Uh. Yes. Okay, thank, thank you. you very much. Well played. But you know what? Even if you get raptured, eh? You still need to write a will. Because the Bible says, We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. It doesn't say, We which are alive and our possessions. So guess what? Your house, your money, it will not be raptured. And those your children and those your relatives that refuse to fear God, they will not be raptured either. Now, while they are stuck on earth, enduring the great tribulation, don't you want them to have access to your possessions? So write a will. That way your unbeliever loved ones can, uh, you know, declare you dead and uh, be taken care of. 
Huh? <laughs> I kept thinking about that thing yesterday. I went home and it was all I could think about. So I had to come and say something about that for, you know, those of you who believe in a rapture. Now, I know that the rapture hasn't happened because all 630,000 of you are still here. So let me give you the big three. If the Lord tarries, let's talk about Nigerian chickens having a food shortage. Chickens are doing 101. I'll tell you why. Then let's talk about ASU saying that it's not safe to reopen universities. And then let's talk about Femi Fani Kayode threatening to sue the Daily Trust for six billion naira. We're back streaming online, by the way. So if you want to join the show via Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and do so. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. On today's Glass Ceiling and on today's The Big Heart Fact, we're discussing a single story. One single story. A couple in Port Harcourt says they gave birth to twins, but the hospital is claiming that it was only one baby. Now, this couple are insisting that the hospital return the second baby that was stolen. While the hospital is saying no such baby exists. We're going to talk to the couple. We're going to talk to experts. And we're going to find out what exactly is going on here. You're going to get news updates at the top of every hour. You need to listen to every minute of the show to catch just a minute and win 10,000 hour. After the news at 6, we're going to bring you... Um, uh, let's talk from Voice of America. I'm going to be giving away recharge vouchers from Nine Mobile before the big three is over. So you need to keep listening so that you will find out when exactly on today's big three you'll win those Nine Mobile vouchers. Let me also remind you that uh, today at 3.45, we're going to talk to a business brand who are looking for ways to get more and more people into the employment market. So if you have an unemployed somebody around you 345 today make sure they're listening so that they can tap into this huge opportunity with that said let's get into the big three why are poultry farmers putting our chickens on 101 diet is ASU correct to call the reopening of universities unsafe? And should Femi Fanny Kayode and the Daily Trust kiss and make up? Those are the big three. Let's talk. So now even chickens are being forced to skip meals. Our first story is from The Punch. The Punch newspaper, they are reporting that poultry farmers all over the country are complaining about the price of chicken feed. Chicken feed. When something is cheap, we say, oh, that's chicken feed, right? You know why we say that? Because chicken feed is usually one of the cheapest things to make or one of the cheapest things to buy. Chicken feed. So what's the problem? Why is chicken feed no longer, well, chicken feed? The punch and the experts uh, they talk to say that it's because of the price of maize. Maize is the main ingredient in chicken feed. The price of maize has doubled in four years. In 2016, a 100 kilogram bag of maize cost 6,000 naira. Today, it's 12,000 naira. When I saw that statistic, I was stunned. 
And I decided to do some digging and I found out why. Now, usually, when you hear about the price of some food going up, Nigerians are quick to say, it's because we're not producing at home. It's because we rely on importation. But when I went to look at the maize data, I found out that since independence, Nigeria has always been self-sufficient in maize. What I mean by that is, Nigeria has always produced enough maize to meet domestic consumption. In fact, the only years where our consumption was just a bit higher than our production, just a bit higher than our production, were 1979, 1980, 81, 82, 83, 84, 2011, 2017, 2018, 2019 and this year 10 years out of 60 so routinely we pro- we produce enough maize and if nigeria had been producing maize at our normal levels between 2017 and now the price would not have doubled so of course the question on your mind and on my mind was so what made us stop producing and according to the reports from the punch Insecurity. It has affected maize cultivation. Lots of maize farmers have been displaced by Boko Haram and by herdsmen farmer clashes. And then there's also climate change. Lots of maize farms have been destroyed by both drought and flooding. Ironically. I know. So basically, local maize production is under siege from all all sides. And this is happening at a time when demand is going up because apart from the poultry farmers, you now have the bear manufacturers needing maize as well. Now, in the past, when maize production dropped, we had maize imports, right, to fill the gap. But right now, that's out of the question. Because of COVID-19, the borders are closed. But even before COVID-19, our borders were closed since August of last year. And that meant that there was no more maize from outside coming in. Now, remember that I said before that Nigeria's maize production is usually more than enough. But right now, it's gone down because of insecurity and flooding and drought. Now, what I want to ask you is, under such situations, shouldn't maize imports be allowed? I mean, even if you support the border closure because of rice, should the same rules apply to maize where clearly we just have a temporary emergency? And maize isn't the only part of the chicken feed value chain that the border is affecting. The farmers are also complaining that since last year, they could no longer find the vitamins and the other supplements that they feed their chickens to make them grow. All of this, by the way, is affecting the supply of eggs. So tell me what you think about our chickens having to skip meals because the price of maize has skyrocketed. What do you think about that? Earlier this week, we talked about the price of rice in Kano affecting human beings. Today, it's chickens that are going hungry. What do you think about the fact that insecurity and climate change are reportedly affecting the maize supply?
What about the issues with the border? 0700-993-993-993. Don't forget, at 3.45, we've got to switch gears and talk to uh, the people from Amber Drinks. They have a huge offer uh, to share with you today on the show. So look forward to that conversation with them at 3.45 on the show today. And don't forget that we're going to talk about um, a couple who claim that their baby, one of the babies. Uh, from the twins they think they had was stolen by a hospital. That conversation will happen between four and six. So look forward to that as well. But for right now, what do you think about our our chickens having to skip meals? Christopher is up first. He's Nikoi. Hello, Christopher. Hello. How are you, sir? Welcome. Go ahead. Oh, my God. and Sandra. You're live on the show. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You didn't mean to call because you're saying, oh, my gosh. Eh? You are saying, oh my gosh, didn't you mean to call into the show? No, no, no. I, I didn't know you picked it already now. It was uh, telling me they would transfer my call. Oh, okay. Well, hello. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Wow. Mm. Chicken. Mm-hmm. 101, uh, how did you put it there? 101 diet. Where's, where's the former um, minister for agriculture? Which one? Uh, the last one, the I don't leave office. Mm-hmm. It's Audubay, right? What about him? Uh, is he not the one in charge of agriculture? He just left office. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were telling us there's enough. Uh, the other man, there's one young man that always come to you. You interviewed him now. Say they have enough uh, uh, silo, enough of rice, enough of kiniko. What is that guy's name? Ah, for, he's something special advisor to the president. Tolu Ogunlesi? Huh? Are you talking about Tolu Ogunlesi? Mm, no, he has one name like that. Adjuring ah, Gelale? Ah, Ingalari. Hmm. Where is Ingalari? Because when people were complaining about the farmers uh, and the herdsmen clash and the insecurity, Ingalari said, no, they have everything in abundance. He mentioned Ebonyi, how many silos they build in Ebonyi, how many can they call they do this in this, and today look at where we find ourselves. You know my happiness, President Sandra? What's your happiness? No more blame on um, the former people that who are there, PDP. Because for the past five years, but for, day, for days now, I never hear them blame PDP anymore. So we're in for it. Let us just face the music. Face Thank the you. music, he says. All right, Azubike is in Ekbe. Hello, Azubike. Thanks for calling. Okay, hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What do you think about our chickens doing 101 diet? Okay, uh, madam, uh, I'm privileged to work in a poultry farm at Ekbe. Ah, fantastic. And... Uh, Often we've been experiencing challenges about on feed uh, uh, delivery. Okay. So before the lockdown, hmm. normally we receive feed at any time we make a, a request hmm. of like 600 bags, 700 bags. Okay. But now you pay them for like uh, two weeks ahead of time. Hmm. They will still be complaining to you that they will not be able to give you like 200 bags of feed so that so you have to keep your beds off from uh, eating so for like some days. Okay. So that you know, uh, so that there'll be enough the food. Be give, so that we'll be getting uh, your daily production of eggs. Hmm. And you know that once birds don't eat feed normally, hmm. it reduces their egg production. Like if you've been getting like 700 crates in a day, hmm. perhaps you might be getting like... Uh, 600 plus. Hmm. So really it's affecting the product of uh, production of eggs. 
Then come to think of it, we've been deliberating on it. Mm. Uh, I have a friend here that works in a maize farming. Okay. Before time, the the cost of maize, mm. a hundred kilograms, that is a hundred kg, was was a six thousand naira. But now, at Flatu State, some sell eighteen thousand, some. Why some say 16,000? Hmm. So feed that, like top feed or chicken feed that was supposed to be uh, at the rate of uh, 2,700 hmm. has increased to uh, uh, 3,650 hmm. for top feed. Hmm. So if you calculate the cost of uh, feed, then come to think of how you pay your workers, you find out that you barely make your gains. Hmm as before mm-hmm. so i so i will if if i was to be in the government office i will advise the government mm. because i think that the law is meant to uh, the closure of border favors mostly the farmers okay like somebody is a uh, uh, planting maize mm-hmm. that person is only Getting his income while the 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 other that doesn't plant anything, mm. they barely get make money. Mm. Now, if I was to be the president, I will advise uh, the Nigerians mm. that the closure of border should be checkmated. At least, maize importation should be opened mm. so that the drop of feed, the cost of feed, will reduce. And the best will be feeding us. As they used to feed before. Hmm. Azubike, thank you so much for calling and sharing your first-hand experience and insights with this thing. What I love about some of the topics we discuss here on Hard Facts is how it brings out different kinds of professionals. Sam is in in Moe Ibafo. Are you still there, Sam? Yes, I am. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Okay, Sandra. This uh, call of 18... Mm. Uh, this is not the right time for government to ban corn. It does not only affect affect chicken. I'm a farmer, I'm a fish farmer. Okay. It affects fish feed as well. Oh, really? Yes, it what? affects fish feed. Okay. And uh, people, we, we just stay, uh, uh, people in the ECT don't understand what what farmers in the farm are, are, are experiencing. Are Tell me about, about how it affects fish farming. Tell me, paint a picture for me. Yes, it is like, okay, just uh, this week, early this week, last week I went to, to buy the fish feed. Mm. It was uh, uh, for a bag, I will not mention the, the brand now, Okay, was uh, uh, 5,000 the, the last time I when I got there, it's five thousand nine hundred three hundred naira. I've gone on top of a bag hmm. just within how many days? Hmm. If I'm to buy ten bags, you know how much three thousand I've gone up. That is what it means. Hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sam. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much for calling us. Uh, I'd like to hear from other farmers. But let's quickly pivot to our second story because we have that interview coming up at 3.45 with Amber Drinks. In our second story, a top ASU official is saying that opening universities right now would be unsafe. Odusiji Sowande is coordinator of the Lagos Zone Academic Staff Union of Universities. And he said, government has not done enough to help the universities open safely. Here's what he said, quote, 
The response of the public universities to the call by the National University Commission for their readiness to reopen indicates that public universities are not ready. Hostel accommodation is, is inadequate. There are no facilities on ground to carry out physical distancing in large and crowded classes. Water and electricity supplies are not reliable. Reopening tertiary institutions without taking concrete steps to address these issues will be suicidal. While government made arrangements to spe for special bailout for airline operators and other private entities, no such arrangement was made for public universities. Therefore, government should be ready to take responsibility for any possible negative consequences after reopening of universities. End quote. Now let's break down what Shawande is saying. He's saying, the only way for universities to open safely without becoming breeding grounds for COVID-19 is if there are certain measures in place. First, there must be social distancing in classes and hostels. But remember, even before COVID, classes and hostels were overcrowded. They were jam-packed because most universities don't have enough buildings and rooms for the number of students admitted. Now, under social distancing, you're supposed to space them out. What happens to all those excess students who suddenly can't even pack themselves like sardines in the classroom anymore? like they were managing to do before. How do you teach them? How do they learn? Then he also talked about water. This is critical because every day we're telling people to wash their hands, sanitize their hands constantly. How easy is it to do that inside a university campus? We all know how most times in a Nigerian university, you will not find a tap with running water anywhere in your department. You have to go a distance to find it. In fact, you go that distance if you know you find out. You guys buy such a water to him. It's shameful, but it's the truth. So what the coordinator of the Lagos Zone is saying is if the situation is still like this, how can we expect these universities to open safely? Now, on a separate note... They asked him why Nigerian universities have not contributed more to the war on COVID-19 in terms of discoveries or research. And he said something interesting. He said, quote, if government has faithfully implemented the 2012 needs assessment report, which identified the intensity of the rot in education sector and tertiary education in particular, Nigerian public universities would have been more involved in COVID-19 testing and developing solutions through cutting-edge research in well-equipped laboratories, end quote. Now, you see that uh, 2012 needs assessment reports that he's talking about. That report is one of the reasons why ASU keeps going on strike. Government agreed to implement all or part of that report to raise the standard of facilities in the public universities, public universities, the ones owned by government. It's based on an, an agreement between President Yaradua and ASU. President Yaradua did not honor it before he died. President Jonathan inherited the agreement and ordered the needs assessment. He did not honor it when he left office, before he left office. Now it's President Buhari's turn and Asu is still waiting for that agreement to be honored. And I am bringing this up because apart from money for upgrading research labs, the report also calls for money to upgrade water and sanitation systems in universities. 
They also do need this for expanding hostels and for building new classroom blocks. So basically, if that report had been implemented at any time in the last eight years, our universities would have been in a better position to fight COVID-19. What do you think about this? When it comes to public universities owned by government, who do you think should be held responsible for safe reopening? Universities or government? Do you agree with the ASU official that universities are not ready to reopen safely? 0700-993-993-993. If you're a farmer, I still want to hear from you about our story about the chickens who are now on a 101 diet. What do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that insecurity and climate change are reportedly affecting the maize supply? Let's talk to Prince Y.S. in Amuotofing. I'm going to come to WhatsApp as well as Facebook and Twitter in a bit. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. And WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, Prince Y.S. How are you today? Very well. How are you? Yeah. But I disagree with you. You disagree with what? Prince Wyas? Hello? Oh, I'm sorry, Prince Wyas. Let's go to Twitter, shall we? Let's go to Twitter and then uh, we'll go to uh, WhatsApp and then we'll go to Facebook. Like I said, Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM, at Nigeria Info FM. Uh, we've got uh, Gil Weir who says, every living thing must earn what it needs. That's what... Uh, this led administration has taught us, including the chickens. So if the chickens want a three square meal, they should work for it. <laughs> Amazing Stores says, I don't think it's safe to reopen schools except medical facilities are put in place. I have been isolated at Yaba. I know how much damage that virus can do. Government should be careful, please, except they want to depopulate the country. Good afternoon, Sandra. I'm really enjoying your program. This statement means chicken feed more than human beings in Nigeria because 70% of Nigerian citizens are living below poverty level and they are unable to provide at least two square meals a day. Where is Adjurin Gilale, the SSA to the President on Public Affairs? Kenneth from Inugu says. All right, Kenneth, thank you for sending your message in. Sandra, I totally agree with Asu. You don't think our leaders um, have put decisive measures in place before announcing the date of school resumption. And look, not only the higher institutions, also both primary and secondary schools. I don't think we are fit enough for reopening. Government is only looking at economic implications. That's why they're trying to succumb. And also there's pressure from the private school owners. And they're not considering the health and life, lives implications. I'm very surprised as the chicken feed price could also go up in this manner. It's very unfortunate. I'll appeal to PMB to look into this. Even this is what the National Assembly guys should be fighting for, not the water bill that is against the wishes of ordinary Nigerians. 
Alaba Alape says, Alaba, thanks for sending your message in. School should be open, please, Ezekiel says. And Ezekiel is in Lekki. Hi, Sandra. Corn scarcity could be linked to the restiveness in some parts of the north. Uh, farmers cannot go to farm. And yeah, COVID-19 also came. Sam is uh, right here in Lagos. Uh, let poultry farmers practice free-range method for their chicks. Charles Infestak is saying, yeah, but free-range chickens are not, um, um, you know, as as uh, what's the word I'm looking for now? They're not um, they're not a good idea for when you want to mass um, raise chickens. You know, for for huge poultry farming, it's typically not a good idea. Frank from Yaba says, I strongly feel the chickens should take to the streets and protest for their rights near my house. <laughs> this is injustice. Fight the power. All right. I see you're looking for free chicken to steal. Well, thank you for uh, sending your thoughts saying I appreciate the humor. Uh, I'm going to come to Facebook in a bit. Well, let me take a few calls. 99.3. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Sandra, my name is Chibweze. Good afternoon. Welcome, Chibweze. Good afternoon. Yes, well done. <laughs> Sandra, first, it's last ever when... Um, when chicken is asking for more rations, when human beings cannot even get a quarter of what they are taking. Did you hear? <laughs> last week or last two weeks, mm. Nigeria said we're importing grains from ECOWAS. Hmm. I don't mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the social media. I don't know how you hear. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're importing grains for human, when they mean grains, mm-hmm. I know that they were talking of majorly rice. Mm-hmm. The same rice we banned the importation. We are now borrowing from ECOWAS. Now, if we can, if human beings cannot get enough rice to eat, is it chickens that will be expecting to to belly food? <laughs> <laughs> so it's chronical. But if Secondly, chickens, but if chickens don't belly food, it will affect humans yeah. because humans eat the eggs that chickens make, and chickens can't make eggs if they don't belly food. <laughs> Sandra, you are, talking, you are talking about people who understand that chickens make eggs. <laughs> I tell you the truth, Nigerians. Mm. If this thing, if things continue this way, in by next year or next two years, we'll be eat, eat, we'll be eating the real chicken, the real chick, those ones that just hatch from um, egg. We'll be eating them because we have no. As it is now, there's no alternative. <laughs> things are going bad. Secondly, about education, Sandra, you see, mm. some time ago I read that the University of California, mm-hmm. their one-year budget annual budget is bigger than the budget of the whole of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. a, yes. You know, how many people can actually get free education in Nigeria? I know the time I got uh, admission, even though I didn't go, in London some time ago. Hmm. People, many people around the world paid for my, for my tuition fee around the world. Hmm. Why can't we attract, why can't the federal government of Nigeria attract such people do you know the reason why we can't attract people? Why? Because we are not research and science-based. We are not science-oriented. Any country that their universities are not based on science and research cannot grow. The only thing that flourishes in a university is to go and study politics, how to carry the money and move away. <laughs> we forgot that, yes, with research, there is nothing you cannot do. Hmm. The whole world, the whole world universities are fighting to get 
and to the root of how to, you know, tackle COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Tell me a single university in Nigeria that is even doing something on that. Yet there the is. is. The Babalola University. They are doing. Mm-hmm. Now, why can't federal government pump in money in that university to get something out? If you watch... Uh, Afeb Babalola is a private university. Well, it's a Nigerian university. I, <laughs> you didn't specify. He it, said, tell me what Nigeria, university. It's a private, is it a public university? Uh, tell me the truth, Sandra. <laughs> it's not. And if you, if you work closely, their funding is coming from external, either from outside Nigeria or elsewhere. So, the thing is that our rulers have maintained, they have sworn that education must take on the backstage. And that is why annually when you see their budget, they make nothing for education. Forgetting that by the, if brains continue to die in Nigeria, hmm. the nation keeps on dying. Because if you cannot raise people that can think faster than the daily needs, hmm. I mean, where are we? Where are we? We can't think more than what we are seeing every day. Some people are thinking faster than tomorrow and next tomorrow. But we are not. Thank you and God bless. Thank you, Jibiza, for calling me. Jeremiah is in Ikeja. Jeremiah's call is the last one I'll take. Hello, Jeremiah. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. How is life? <laughs> life is okay. How is your life? Um, thank you. Thank oh. you so much. All right, go I, ahead. I just want to uh, contribute to the uh, program. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all I have to say is about the reopening of school uh, that government has to be careful. Mm. I think it should be a gradual reopening, just as they started it, just to, to, to give it a test and see what will happen. Mm. Uh, they, they, they shouldn't be pressurized to, to, to reopen the school 100%. They, they need to, government must put a measure, you know, and follow it up. Then about agriculture, I would say, you and I know that know about the situation the country is going through. Everybody is going. When you say the country, we mean people. Hmm. We in the country, no matter who you are, at least you will feel it. That things are not the way they should be going. The question is: the money the government have been recovering and uh, the, the the multiple transition on Nigeria. Where are those money going to? Uh, are they, are they, you know, getting those money together for a few people to make use of it, like the NDVC, something like other places, um, individual we had uh, with Nigeria money. Nigeria should rise and ask what is going on. What is going on, Jeremiah says. Jeremiah, thank you for calling us. Femi Fanny Kayode has retracted his insults towards Charles Ayo, but he's also threatening to sue his newspaper, The Daily Trust. That's our third story. Femi Fanny Kayode said he's sorry that he used the word stupid. We already talked about that, remember? But after his, retrac- his retraction, The Daily Trust published two letters which he believes were insulting to him and defamatory. In one of the letters, the newspapers uh, suggested that he is a drug addict. They also accused him of not being gentlemanly and not deserving of being called to the bar. Now, Fanny Coyote is saying that he will not take it. So his lawyers have written to the newspaper demanding that they retract 
their statements about him or face a defamation lawsuit. According to them, he'll be seeking 6 billion naira in damages. Now, let's talk about this entire episode, right? Let's talk about the conduct of both the, the public figure and the newspaper. A journalist asks a question. Who is bankrolling this tour? A perfectly normal question. Like I said, somebody is going from state to state, inspecting projects, reporting those projects to the press. Obviously, he's spending money on his trip. Is he donated money? Is he funding himself? Is it a political party involved? These are valid questions that you, the public, deserve answers to. Oh, and I am a former minister is not an answer. Unless we're expecting that uh, former ministers will have a lot of money. Unless that's what we're saying, that we expect them to have a lot of money. And if that's what we're saying, why would we expect that a former minister will have a lot of money? Do former ministers have some extra income we don't know about? Uh Uh-huh. Well, anyway, he flew off the handle when he was asked that question. He insulted, he threatened Charles Ayo, and the Daily Trust stood by their reporter, and rightly so. The NUJ stood by the reporter, rightly so. Some NUJ chapters announced a boycott of Fanny Coyote, and so he retracted. But after that, the Daily Trust went a step further. They went two steps further. They published those editorials. And in one of the editorials, they called Fanny Coyote a drug addict. And some Nigerians are asking, what's the difference between this and what Fanny Coyote did? Other, other Nigerians are asking whether professional standards were followed. I mean, someone is calling another person a drug ad- addict in print. And they're doing that without tendering evidence. You get a CB now. No? What do you think about that? We've got just two minutes, so I'm going to just take thoughts via WhatsApp. Remember, we have to have a conversation with Amber Drinks at uh, 45. Don't forget, between uh, 4 and 6, we'll have a conversation uh, about a couple in Port Harcourt who think that their baby was stolen by a hospital. They thought they were pregnant with twins uh, because uh, a scan told them that they were pregnant with twins. But when they got in there during the cesarean operation, only one baby was found. At least that's the story that the hospital is telling. So that conversation, we're going to have it at four o'clock today. So don't miss that conversation, right? But what do you think about this? Do you think the Daily Trust lost the moral high ground here by calling Fanny Coyote names? Is this also part of the same loss of civility we talked about when we discussed uh, his insulting Charles Ayo? Now, remember, you have to keep your comments polite, all right? No insults, no abuses. If you do that, I will cut you off. We've got a comment here from Ralph who says, we have no reasonable persons as government participants. Instead, we need the kind of Trump, uh, we need the kind of Trump leadership or the Idi Amin, a country where the scholars and well-read people slave for 
thugs and illiterates. Just imagine the response to COVID-19 by government since it began. All politics, no value added to the people. Ralph, thanks for sending your message in. Defamation can stand in FFK's suit if the story by Daily Trust is not fact and cannot be proven. We've heard stories from people that know him in the UK and who have been saying it. Notable people are questioned, criticized and their private life looked into. So they will so they do what they do. All right. Thank you for sending your message in. FFK likes grandstanding. He's been unnecessarily garrulous and thinks he's a rare achiever. Uh, he should personally apologize to the journalist and the company. Ihan Yobata says. We'll take another message here. Peter says, Asu have been systematically inept, corrupt, or simply selfish. If Asu is sincere, they should fight to criminalize private schools or uh, or abroad for all government officials, including VCs and others. Please, they should deal with the root cause if they want to be taken seriously by we Nigerians and see quality education in our country. All right, Lagos, thank you for being a part of today's Big Three.